Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome everyone to the second episode of Delving into Islam podcast. This is your host, Wa'il. And um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, 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 and if you have any questions, please email me at delvingintoislam at gmail.com. Again, delvingintoislam at gmail.com. And today we will continue exploring uh, Islam and, 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 and addressing, uh, you know, uh, many of the misconceptions and the stereotypes about Islam. And, you know, one of these things is uh, uh, people always ask, uh, again, not everyone, it's the people who have the lack of knowledge, the people who, you know, listen to certain media outlets, uh, listen to certain politicians when they attack Islam and they use Islam for their own political agenda and whatnot. Um, th- those people, one of the main questions they ask uh, is that is Islam a violent religion? Does Islam promote violence? And uh, again, it's asked by people who you know sometimes might be worried that you're when they find out that you're Muslim because of the lack of knowledge. And the lack of knowledge is a very dangerous thing, in my opinion. It's it's a very very dangerous thing. Uh, I know that uh, uh, my, one of my favorite uh, quotes in from the movie Batman Begins. It is um, I forgot what who uh, oh my god uh, who was it I think it was Falcone yeah Falcone he was telling Bruce Wayne uh, and I think this is very accurate people uh, fear what they do not understand people are always afraid of what they don't understand and that's very true when you don't understand something you get scared of it especially when it's painted as you know something that you should fear. Um, so yeah, that, that question is, is Islam a violent religion? So let's state the facts here, right? Um, there was, uh, uh, there was, uh, uh, an experiment that was made, uh, by, uh, a, a programmer, uh, a computer engineer by the name of Thomas Anderson, who created an algorithm. And this, by the way, this is online. This is public knowledge. You can look it up on Google or whatever. Um, he created an algorithm that basically was trying to extract the number of verses in every uh, in every holy book that contained violence or you know destruction or or or, or, or you know uh, or whatever else was related to to violence, right? And when 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 he ran that algorithm through the Quran, the text of the Quran, basically, I think it showed two point one percent of the Quran was basically talking about wars and 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 and, and so forth and and you know uh, again violent related stuff now we're talking about this is just pure with no context nothing right uh, and then when he ran the same algorithm on the Bible the New Testament it showed 2.8 percent you know so you have uh, 0.7 percent more almost one percent more uh, violent texts uh, from the Bible. And then when he also ran the algorithm on the Old Testament, it showed 5.3% verses related to violence and destruction and killing and whatnot. Now, first of all, if you take this with face value, at face value, right? Okay, the, then that means the Quran is way less than every other book, which is ironic uh, in itself. But here's the thing. Neither the Quran nor the the, the old the, the Old Testament or the, or the or the the New Testament, they're not promoting violence. 
you just you're looking at the verses taking out of context context is key context is very important um again uh, 2.1% some might be like well it's still violence yeah but you have to understand what those verses we're talking about and of course one of the main the main uh, uh, f- uh famous verses of, of the quran which is being referenced as the verses of the verses of the sword uh when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the quran uh, uh, uh wait for them uh, uh, uh when you find them wait for them and hide until you you know find them and then when you find them uh, 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 kill them and you know uh, get rid of them basically, and and trust me, on many many uh, Islamophobic uh, news outlet they use that verse to prove that Islam is uh, basically a religion that tells uh, the Muslims to lie and hide in the shadows for the non-Muslims and you know attack them and whatnot. Uh, number one, this verse <laughs> does not apply, and which really ironic. I started laughing when uh, you know I was I was I was watching certain people using that verse uh, to prove, quote unquote, prove that Islam is uh, a violent religion. Uh, I was actually uh, it just I th- it was laughable to me because I knew as a Muslim what the verse meant, but ironically, someone who hates islam so that means they didn't study islam they took a verse and they were running running with it as it's uh, you know uh, a proof that islam is a violent religion they, they're, they're not muslim they know nothing about my religion yet they're telling the world what islam is well <laughs> i knew exactly what the verse meant and let me explain to you the verse right so the verse basically starts with given after the four uh, forbidden months allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says god says in the quran after the four forbidden months and i'll explain what the what are the forbidden months are past you know give him give him a chance and then if they still uh, broke the treaty or whatever then uh, 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 hide for them and, and, and attack them and, and hunt them down and whatever. Allah is addressing the Prophet ﷺ and telling him to do so. Now, what is this? What is that supposed to mean? There was a treaty. There was no treaty. There was war. There was uh, the Prophet ﷺ was at war with the people of Mecca, his own people, his own home. The Prophet ﷺ, those of you who do not know, Prophet Muhammad ﷺ is from Mecca. He was born in Mecca, right? And basically, he he was expelled out of Mecca for you know preaching Islam, and his own people who were pagans at the time, they basically announced war on him. They tried to attack him multiple times. There was war, an announced public war going on, right? So it was time for him to come back home. Now the the Muslims grew and they became uh, you know a, a powerful or uh, authority in 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 the Arab Peninsula. Uh, so Allah Subhanahu wa Taala now is commanding the Prophet wanted to go back to his own home to perform. Hajj, because you know, those of you who do not know, Hajj is performed in Mecca, in in the lands of Mecca. So the Prophet wanted to perform Hajj in Mecca, but the pagans were controlling Mecca, and basically they prevented the Muslims from praying there and, and doing pilgrimage and doing Hajj around, you know, the Kaaba, the 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 the, the big uh, black cube that you guys can see on YouTube when the Muslims do, you know, the Hajj. So basically, in a nutshell, pagans prevented muslims they were blocking muslims for going back home to their families to their loved ones to 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 be able to pray to do salah to do hajj so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told the prophet give them four months now the four forbidden months in, in in islam 
the, these are four months that Muslims, uh, anybody, nobody is allowed to fight. Nobody's allowed to go to war. It's like a month of like, you know, uh, uh, they, they take a break from uh, war, from even hunting, you know, like uh, from like uh, killing and whatever, like uh, uh, if you if there is a criminal, somebody who harmed you, you cannot go and fight them during the four months. That's basically what it was. So no wars, nobody. All the Arabs actually uh, 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 were respecting that rule. This is not an Islamic rule. This was a rule. It was Islamic rule from uh, the time of Abraham, Prophet Abraham, and 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 it, and it stayed continued and it was revived, you know, by uh, uh, the Prophet Now. Uh, and, and Arabs know this now. The reason why it was revived by the Prophet ﷺ, Arabs, all the Arabs, the pagans, they knew it and they followed the rule. But they used to play with it. They used to, you know, uh, come up with the four months. They used to switch the months based on what they wanted, based on their own agenda, basically. So the Prophet ﷺ, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, revealed to him the exact four months, and it was established. So basically, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala told our Prophet ﷺ to give uh, the enemies four months. You know, uh, give him uh, a four months chance to basically make their choices, whether to, uh, and they were given two, cho one or two choices, right? Whether they stay uh, and uh, uh, in 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 the city of Mecca, and then they uh, pay the taxes and whatever, because you know they're enemies of Islam, and basically this is going to become an Islamic uh, government, or they just flee the, the the city and then they go somewhere else. So they were literally given the chance. Do you understand this? The, the, like again, in certain certain you know in certain situations nowadays, just countries attack other countries all of a sudden. They don't give them a warning. They're gonna they don't give them four months of warning. You know. So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala told the Prophet ﷺ, "Tell them you have four months to think it over. Take your time. Take your sweet time. Four months to think about." You know, what do you want to do? At the end of the day, they are the ones who kicked the Muslims out of their own homes. Again, this is not Muslims invading another land. This is the Muslims coming back to their homes, right? After they had to migrate from Mecca to Medina. So basically, yeah. And after the four months, if they uh, uh, basically refuse to do uh, either of the, uh, of the two options, then this is technically declared war now. They are declaring war because you're telling them if you don't do this or this, we're going to have to attack you now. So this is declared war. And this is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells our Prophet, you know, uh, hide for them, wait for them. Basically, Allah is telling him like the, the, the war tactic that he should use and, you know, find him, uh, kill them, whatever you find him, because this is a declared war. This is not like an act of treason or, you know, like betraying them. No, this is going to be a declared war if they refuse to do what the Prophet ﷺ did. And very ironically, very ironically, a fact about this, these verses and this incident, uh, the Prophet ﷺ and the, and the Muslims, they went, they, 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 they took back their homes without a single drop of blood, without a single fight. Because people, actually most people, they embraced Islam, they became Muslims, and some people who didn't like it, they left, like very minority. So ironically, that verse that's being used to show, oh, look at the Muslims and how you know aggressive they are, the actual event, because again, that verse was addressing a certain situation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not telling Muslims to do this all the time. No, 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 no. This was addressing a certain situation, certain point in time. And it was, you know, it was for its time. The Prophet ﷺ was taking a direct command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the Qur'an to do something specific. 
and it happened. And the funny thing is, there was no violence needed. There was no violence needed. There was no war basically needed, right? And ironically, this verse resulted to zero drops of blood. It was a peaceful. Uh, they took their back their homes in a very peaceful manner, and that was it. Now, because you're not a Muslim, and 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 you for some reason you have a problem with Islam, or you know you hate Islam, you use that verse to prove that Islam is a violent religion. Ironically. You don't know what you're talking about. And this is this is common. You know, a lot of people who don't know what Islam is, they start claiming stuff about Islam, not knowing what they're claiming, not actually knowing what you know what they're talking about or what are like whatever they're saying, what does it actually mean in Islam, you know? Uh, um, um, so yeah, that's that, that was uh, basically uh, it. Uh, another thing that you know again is being used in, in mainstream media when when they try to you know uh, sh- depict or show Islam in a certain way is the word uh, the infamous word which is a very uh, pure word in in Islam but they use it in the media and basically it has its effect when they they say the word jihad or jihad right and that word is <laughs> every time they talk about it i watch the news i just giggle because it's sad it's really sad but at the same time it's just funny how people are ignorant and they don't know what they're talking about it's just really funny how they use things that you know what they actually mean and you're watching you're like really that's not not what it means so the word jihad let me explain to you the linguistic meaning of the word jihad in Islam and in Arabic in general, because it's an Arabic word, word, right? So jihad literally means striving. Number one, <laughs> it means striving. The literal translation of the word is striving. Okay. Now in Islam, this is the Arabic meaning. This is the meaning in general. Now what does it mean in, in the religion of Islam? Well, the word jihad in Islam is divided into three categories. And this is in our books. This is not me making this up. You can look in the books of theology, the Islamic theology, and you'll know exactly what jihad means, right? So jihad means one of three things. It could be divided into, it's divided into three categories. And you could apply one of them. You could apply all of them. Depends on your situation. And I'm going to explain. The first category, the first type of jihad is the self-jihad. What does that mean? It's Again, like we said, jihad means striving. So basically, you're striving against yourself. What is that supposed to mean? Striving against yourself meaning you fight yourself to do good things and fight yourself to stay away from bad things. It's really, really that simple. So, <clears throat> and the Prophet called it jihad and nafs. Nafs in Arabic means self. So self uh, striving, basically, or striving against your own self. Uh, for example, I'll give you, uh, you know, real life examples. Uh, when you're sitting at home watching TV or whatever, like let's say from in my case, I'm sitting watching TV, you know, uh, watching whatever my favorite TV show or uh, um, something, whatever, a, a movie, right? And <clears throat> uh, the time for prayer comes. Now I'm uh, now I'm giving a window. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala between, and we'll talk about that inshallah in the future. But in every when every prayer comes, there is a window of 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 time that I have to perform the prayer during that window before that window is you know uh, is over, 
and uh, the other the second the, the following prayer you know comes that means whatever i didn't do becomes a past prayer and i literally take sins for not you know praying on that on that time unless i have a valid reason like for example i slept or whatever i don't want to get into the prayer topic inshallah we'll get to it in the future but for now let's say that i'm supposed to pray i'm watching something and i'm supposed to pray and because I'm so into what I'm watching, I totally, you know, said, okay, later, maybe later. Um, and then I kept postponing, postponing, and then I missed the prayer. Now, I didn't do much. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't resist the temptation of, you know, continuing watching my TV show. I did not, I didn't even try. That's the point. But now when I'm in the middle of watching the TV show and I feel like, okay, this is cutting it close. I need to go pray and I pause and then I go pray, that's me striving against myself. I'm resisting what myself wants, which is what wanting what I want, watching the TV, right? The TV show. So this is called the self-jihad. <laughs> uh, uh, when you pray five times a day in general, you have to, you know, take time from whatever you're doing at work, family time, and to pray, to be with Allah, to be with God. That is a self-jihad. That's a self that you're striving, you know? Uh, 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 doing good, uh, staying away from sins. This is all, you know, when you're uh, tempted by anything and you don't want to do it for the sake of Allah, this is called self-jihad, self-striving uh, against your own self. It's that simple. I, I can't. Even, I don't even want to explain anymore. This is, it's really that simple. Now, the second category of, of the jihad or the, the striving is uh, striving against shaitan, against the devil, against Satan. <clears throat> now, we believe as Muslims that we have two things working against us in this life. Your own self, if you let go of your desires or what you want, well, you're going to become an animal, basically, if you can't control it. And that's why we use the first category of jihad. The second category is whenever shaitan or the devil comes and whispers to you, the Satan, what we call the, the, the Satan and his followers, basically the devils, right? Now, they help yourself get what it, what it wants by, in, you know, enabling it. It keeps, you know, they keep whispering in your ears, you know, you know, you need to do this. We all know this. All religions agree on that. Like, there's a devil that whispers in your ears and, and you know, tells you to do bad things and, and you know, to get into sins and, and whatnot. And you're fighting those whisperings whenever you have, he, you feel that you're, you know, you're being tempted to do something. It could be not your nafs. It could be the shaitan, you know. Then you stay away from me. You say, you know, uh, I seek refuge. Uh, uh, I seek refuge uh, with Allah from Shaitan. Meaning, Meaning, you're asking Allah's protection against Shaitan. You just say this in your heart, and you ask Allah to protect you from the whispers of Shaitan when you feel like you're about to do something really bad. So that is the second one: striving against Shaitan, jihad uh, against Shaitan. The third category, which is, this is the category that now mean, again, certain people who have a problem with Islam use, which is jihad at war, in the battlefield. Now, here's the funny part. You guys notice I said in the battlefield, because you cannot do it in any other place. Meaning, when there's a war between whatever, uh, two countries, doesn't even have to be Muslims and non-Muslims, whatever, between two countries. 
right? And you're fighting to protect your now to protect your country. You're you're fighting in a in, in a declared war, not in a sneaky attack, not attacking on civilians. This is soldier to soldier wars that are uh, like the first world war the second world war it's a declared war people know that you're a soldier fighting them and they're fighting you this is called the jihad at war <laughs> it's that simple wallah it's that simple i swear by god this is it you're not allowed to do any type of wacky stuff outside of these three categories but some people again like i said they do and they claim they're doing it in the name of islam does that make islam recommend this or make it something in islam absolutely not absolutely not absolutely not another misconception so this is this is i hope this covers it for literally i just explained to you the entire meaning of jihad and what it means a declared war the last category between two soldiers and when you you know uh, and this whole version uh, seven, what is it 92 72 i forgot you know 72 it's it, it's a funny myth right okay if allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this let me let me also clarify this uh, i don't know 72 versions in, in in paradise or whatever allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised the good believers whether they're women or men if they die upon believing has nothing to do with war has nothing to do with uh, attacking uh, some you know people outside of islam no 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 in general when you die as a believer when you die as a believer Allah, and and let's say you're married or you're not married some people you know some believers marry and 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 and, and get married in life and some people don't right okay now when uh, uh when you die as a believer and uh, basically uh what's the word here and you're not married. You have no spouse in this life. Allah promises you a spouse from the angels. Someone who looks beautiful will look like a human. It's not going to be a freaky, you know, uh, another creature. Allah, Allah knows best about this part. But, like, I'm assuming it was someone that you want to be with. Looks beautiful. And because they're angels, they've never been with other people before. So they're virgins. That's the whole funny story. <laughs> to you, it's funny. To us, it's it's really simple. You know, it's really simple. You have no spouse. You did not marry someone. And some people will, would marry someone. Their spouse will be really horrible that they will stay in hellfire. You know, you could go to jail. That doesn't, I mean, if you're a believer married to someone who's, who's horrible, that doesn't mean that they automatically will come to you to paradise. So in that case, Allah will give you a better spouse from those angels who happen to be virgins because they've never been with other uh, men or women before. So it goes for both genders. So I hope you guys understand this. It's really that simple. Well, life, you think about it, it's so simple. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's just funny that how people twist things sometimes. But anyway, let's go back to uh, our, uh, the, the, I think, in my opinion, the final, uh, hopefully, the final controversy that people, again, use who do not know anything about Islam, which is uh, the word Allahu Akbar. Of course, a, a lot of people, and I've seen it in movies. I'm not even gonna lie. The, the word Allahu Akbar is like, oh boy, oh boy, like this is a sign of you know uh, terrorism. This is the sign of aggressiveness. The funny thing is, Allahu Akbar is a word that's used solely for 
uh, encouragement. It's a positive word. It literally means Allah is the greater. Or, or Allah is greater. Allah is the greatest. That's exactly what it means. Nothing else. Allah is great. So when you're when you when you win uh, when you become the first of your class, you say Allahu Akbar. Oh, Allah is great because Allah helped you to do this. You know, when you win in a soccer game, oh, Allah is great. You say Allahu Akbar because you won. When you hear good news, Allah is great because it came from Allah. Allah helped you getting good news because we know that we believe everything good comes from Allah. You know, through people. Don't get me wrong, through people. But at the end of the day. That's what Allahu Akbar means. Allah is great. Again, it's used as, oh, they use it. Yeah, it is used in war. In war, not in anything negative. In war, again, those there are those who will use it in a negative way. Does that mean that's what, it, what it's meant to be? No. You have 1.8 billion Muslims who are using it in a positive manner. And a few of them, again, using, using it in a very improper manner. Or inappropriate manner It's that simple So I hope that I shed some light on You know uh, The misconceptions that You know the mainstream uh, uh, Anti-Muslims or I want to say Islamophobes use uh, uh, um, You know uh, And I hope that you know You guys have you know a more of a clarification And, and again everything that I told you Please go do your research Because I have done mine um and uh, uh i hope that i added to your uh, knowledge thank you so much for listening wassalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh